Welcome to r slash pro revenge, where some thieving neighbors discover the consequences of theft. Our next Reddit post is from Affectionate Gold. So, several years ago, me and my friend Boris would always help each other doing spring cleaning for our properties. This included taking out damaged trees, preparing garden plots, and taking care of our weed-infested yards. I was going to be first on the cleanup detail, so I prepared tools and implements the Friday before the big clean was to happen. I sharpened tools and chainsaw chains, lawnmower blades, and just getting everything in order. I finished up kind of late and just generally put things away for the next day. The next morning, Boris shows up with coffee and biscuits around 8am. As we're sitting on his tailgate enjoying breakfast, my neighbors ride by in their beat-to-hell Chevy Cavalier smoking like a freight train. We'll call them Rocky and Bullwinkle. Boris and I made the usual jokes about the amount of smoke pouring from the exhaust. We soon finished breakfast and thought no more about it. As we begin to get the tools laid out and hash out a plan of attack, I can't find my gas cans. No mixed gas, regular gas, or a gas can in general. That's when it dawned on us why the car that Rocky and Bullwinkle were driving was smoking so bad. I am pissed, to say the least. Well, all Boris and I could do was go shopping for gas cans, gas, and more two-cycle oil. After we returned, we saw Rocky and Bullwinkle pass by several times, but all in all, we got a lot done. The next weekend, we dedicated to clean up Boris's place. A weekend or two go by, and we have family dinner at my wife's place. Worth mentioning, my wife is related to Rocky and Bullwinkle's grandparents, so they were there too. Toward the latter part of the evening, we were having a few drinks. Most people had left, so me, my wife, and the grandfather were shooting the breeze when I had to go take a leak. As I was doing so, I saw a gas can with very distinct pain on it. I inquired from the old man about how it came into his possession, and he stated that Rocky and Bullwinkle left it there. I simply explained that the can was mine, as well as another one that he had, and I loaded them into my truck. It ate at me every time that piece of garbage car with my piece of garbage neighbors went by. So, I hatched a plan. I went and bought a few gallons of gas, a few gallons of diesel fuel, and some other various oils. I made a concoction of these different chemicals and filled my new 6-gallon gas can that I had to purchase. Using some clean gas, I filled the lawnmower and cut the grass that evening, making sure Rocky and Bullwinkle saw me. Then I put everything away, but I forgot and I left that rotten egg gas can out as well. I got up and went to work the next morning and didn't even think to check on the can. But when I got home, I checked and it was gone. My wife told me that my plan must have worked because she watched Rocky and Bullwinkle go in and out with the car that was not only smoking, but spitting and sputtering as well. The last time they rode out, they didn't ride back in. Hmm. They gave me about an hour of peace before they came over and wanted to know if I could take a look at their car to see what was wrong. If their car couldn't be fixed on the side of the road, they might have to tow it home. My response, I've had a long day and I have a migraine. Maybe tomorrow. I saw the panic set in when I told them that. That's when they told me that they had no insurance and the car was on the main road. Tough luck. So the highway patrol ran across their car and had it towed. It was going to cost them 500 bucks to get it out of the impound. Plus, they had to have current registration and insurance. The car wasn't even worth that much. Well, for these types of people, good luck just falls on them, and the pastor for a local church gave them an old Ford Taurus. It took me a few cans of rotten egg gas, but I got that motor of theirs to lock up after about a month. This time, it gave out in their grandparents' yard. 
So they scrapped it, and as luck would have it, they got their income tax returns. They bought a nice-looking Ford F-150, but that began having problems too. It smoked really bad. They took it to a mechanic who eventually found the problem. He got that truck running again for about $1,500, and I never had any more gas come up missing. Rocky and Bullwinkle are absolute morons. What doofuses? They steal gas, their car smokes. Okay, so they get a new car. They steal gas, the car smokes. What idiot is going to get a new third car and think, Oh, I've got a great idea. Let's steal gas. I hope it doesn't cause my car to smoke. Oh no, my car is smoking. How could anyone have seen this coming? Our next Reddit post is from Deleted. I grew up in a single parent family. My mom, me, and my older sister, who, for this story's sake, I'll call Lilith. Lilith is four years older than me. So, the main reason I believe she was the way she was, was because she grew up an only child with both our parents spoiling her and giving her everything she wanted. Then I came along, and she wasn't the baby anymore. Then, when I was two, my parents divorced, my dad moved away, and my mom was left alone with us. My sister was, and still is, a grade A bitch. When I was growing up, she used to bully me relentlessly. She would call me names, break my stuff, blame my parents' divorce on me, and even physically abuse me until I got old enough to hit back. At school, she used to get all of her friends to bully me as well, and because a bunch of older kids were always cornering me, calling me fat and ugly, I never had any friends. No one wanted to be anywhere near me because of her, and she always made a point of letting me know just how much better than me she was. When I was younger, I believed that she was better. She was prettier, wore better clothes, had a ton of friends, and was into girly stuff like makeup and fashion while I was still in my teddy bear Barbie stage. You could just tell me that this is all stupid kid stuff, but it only got worse as we got older. By the time that she was 16, I was just turning 12, and the bullying had never ceased. Because of the type of person I was, I thought that if I did everything she said, then she might actually like me. But this only encouraged her to take advantage of me. I did things like cleaning her side of our room, getting her drinks, making her food, doing any housework mom asked her to do, and even giving her my pocket money. These were completely normal things. But despite doing everything she said, she was always nasty, and not just to me. One of my worst memories I have of my sister is her screaming at my mom because she couldn't get the prom dress that she wanted. I watched my mom try to explain that she didn't have the money to afford the dress she asked for and that she had to get the cheaper one. Lilith blew up on my mom, telling her they would have the money if dad was still here and it was all mom's fault that he left and she shouldn't have to suffer because mom was too lazy to get a real job. This really struck a chord with me because even when I was younger, I always noticed how tired my mom always was. She worked two jobs just to get us by, and for Lilith to act that way and say things like that really got to me. She made my mom cry that night, and I've never forgiven her for it. Sometime later, my mom was dating this guy, Matt. Matt was great! He was really nice to all of us, bought us presents, made a point to get to know us, and he even took both me and Lilith on separate days out so that we could spend some time alone with him, which always made me feel special. I was 13 when they got married and we moved in with him. Matt made quite a lot of money. 
So both Lilith and I now had separate bedrooms, and I couldn't have been happier. Enter Matt's son, the mastermind of this story. We shall refer to him as Megamind. I had met Megamind a few times before my mom got married to his dad, but never really got to know him. He was older than me, but younger than Lilith, so when we moved into his house, I was terrified that Megamind would be like Lilith. However, I was completely wrong. Megamind was an amazing stepbrother. He never made me feel like I was unwanted. He let me play on his consoles, got me into reading, helped me with my homework. He even encouraged me to make friends, knowing how my sister's treatment of me affected my trust in people. Megamind was the sibling that I always wanted and never got to have. And Lilith just kind of faded into the background for a while. Then, some years later, Megamind brought a friend home from university, Nick. Nick and Megamind were best friends. They did practically everything together and had the truest bromance of any two men I've ever met. But there was evil lurking. Evil that wished to break that bromance forever. The first time Lilith saw Nick... I swear there were stars in her eyes, and she just had to capture this innocent soul into her trap by any means necessary. And poor Nick. Poor, poor Nick. Despite both me and Megamind telling Nick repeatedly what kind of person she was, Lilith entranced this innocent boy with her looks and her charms, and they soon started dating. Soon, whenever Nick would come over to the house to hang out with Megamind, Lilith would show up and drag him away, making it all about her. She started arguments with Megamind about spending too much time with her boyfriend and that he needed to stop and leave them alone, to which Megamind always laughed in her face and told her not too kindly to F off. Megamind wasn't like me at all. He didn't take any of her flack, and I deeply respected him for that. However, this evil demon wasn't used to being disrespected, so she hatched a wicked plan. She started trying to separate Megamind and Nick. If Nick came over to be with Megamind, she would always make Nick feel guilty about not spending enough time with her. She would start fights with Megamind, and then act like the poor victim over text messages to Nick. Nick would then call Megamind all upset and angry, and Megamind would try to explain that Lilith was just trying to manipulate him. Megamind would tell me every time Lilith did something sneaky to try to break his friendship with Nick, and I believed everything he said because I knew what kind of person she was. Then, one day, Lilith and Megamind had a massive fight. Our parents had gone on a couple's weekend getaway, and they had left Lilith in charge since she was the oldest. I was about 15 at the time, while Megamind was 19 and Lilith was 20. Since she was in charge, she was given the money that we were supposed to use for food. But, of course, Lilith took the money for herself and bought a bunch of stuff just for her, including, I remember, a pair of gold high heel shoes. They were pretty, but we couldn't eat them. Megamind blew up on Lilith, and Lilith shouted back that she was older, better, deserved it, blah blah blah. Megamind got her parents on the phone, told them what happened, and they ripped into Lilith, telling her to give her pocket money to Megamind so that he could look after us and buy us food for the weekend. Lilith shouted and cried, but eventually gave in, never having successfully manipulated Matt in her life. She handed the money to Megamind with a snarl, then spent the next few hours on the phone with Nick, wailing about how we were both mean to her while our parents were away. So, can I please stay at your house so I won't be bullied anymore? Nick came running and started screaming at Megamind for, quote, taking Lilith's money and getting her into trouble. 
Meanwhile, Lilith stood behind Nick with a smug look on her face while Megamind was trying to explain. Nick then yelled that Megamind had been against their relationship from the beginning, and he didn't know what Megamind's problem was. But if he was forcing him to choose between him and her, he chose his girlfriend. Now, I know that a lot of you will call Nick stupid, but don't. I know how manipulative Lilith could be. She was a master in making people feel sorry for her and getting them on her side even when she was horrible to them, just like she did with me. That night, I had to listen to Megamind cry for the first time since I knew him, and I'd had enough. I knocked on his door and asked him if he was alright. We ordered pizza, and we started the plot. Megamind was rather defeated by this point, but I told him that if his friendship with Nick meant anything, then he had to get him away from that demon spawn before he lost his friend for good. So, we plotted. Lilith spent the entire weekend with Nick and came back all happy and smug, rubbing it in Megamind's face that Nick had chosen her. But, as part of our plan, Megamind said nothing back, acted defeated, and let her talk. For the next few weeks, that's all she did. Whenever Nick came over to the house, she would spend time with him in her room. And after he left, she would prance around Megamind, bragging about how much Nick loved her and asking Megamind snidely if he missed his little friend. Every time she did this, her focus was entirely on Megamind. She never once looked at me, which was her biggest mistake. Finally, the day of her 21st birthday arrived. Nick and Megamind hadn't spoken in weeks, and the few times that Nick had gingerly tried to make things up with Megamind, Lilith would walk in screaming about how he had already chosen her, and that if he wanted to be friends with Megamind again, then their relationship was over. Nick would always look miserable, but would side with her nonetheless. Megamind had enough. The fact that Lilith was making his best friend so unhappy purely for her own selfishness snapped something inside of him, and he told me that it was time to put our plan into action. This is where my part of our plan finally took center stage. For her 21st birthday, she arranged to have her party at our house since it was huge, and it had more than enough space for all of her university friends. Our parents agreed, but only on the condition that there was no underage drinking and that both Megamind and I were allowed to stay in the house. My sister reluctantly agreed, and thus the plan was put into motion. I knocked on her bedroom door. She looked annoyed to see me and then asked me snidely, What do you want? I innocently told her that I had the best idea. I told her that I wanted to record her for her 21st birthday. I wanted to record her getting ready with her friends, talking about her plans after leaving university, record all of her friends at the party, then set up the recording on a big projector that Matt had in his office so everyone could see it. This was before the time that smartphones were everywhere, so recording yourself was still something of a novelty. I was using an old-fashioned camcorder that I had gotten a few birthdays ago. Now, despite the fact that she didn't like me, her wrath had been focused on Megamind for so long that she most likely never saw me as a threat. And because of this, both her and her friends seemed to love this idea. I spent the entire morning with them, recording them all getting ready, putting on their makeup, and, of course, introducing themselves to the camera. My sister was loving it. She looked into the camera's lens like she was a supermodel movie star, preening and talking loudly about her successful future and how amazing her birthday party was going to be. That day, I reverted back to my old role as a servant, 
fetched her and her friends drinks and food, and made a grand show of complimenting all of them, and telling them how amazing they looked on camera, and that they could all be an actress someday. They were loving it. So the party starts, and my sister told me to stay out of the way. I innocently told her that that was no problem, that I would just stay in my room all night editing the recordings, and I would come down to set up the camcorder when she was ready, because I want this night to be perfect for her. Satisfied with my answer, she left the room. And I did exactly what I said I would do. I edited my recordings. A few hours later, one of her friends came to my room and told me she was ready. I set up the projector in the large living room, connected it to Matt's computer, and started playing the recordings for all the guests to see. The first part of the recordings was exactly what I promised. My sister and her friends introducing themselves and laughing in her bedroom like they had been an hour earlier. I looked at my sister, who seemed so satisfied that all the attention was on her. Then, I looked at Megamind, who was hiding in the corner of the room, and gave him a subtle thumbs up. Then, the video started to change. It started to play clips of Lilith shouting at Megamind, calling him names, and taunting him about Nick. It started showing Lilith snidely telling Megamind that Nick belonged to her, and that she was going to do her best to make Nick hate Megamind. That way, they would never be friends again. It even showed clips of Lilith bragging about all the lies she had told Nick and how he was so gullible. Every single argument I'd recorded without her knowledge was edited into the video. Everyone in the party was watching silently as Lilith's true self was exposed clip after clip. Lilith just stood there, frozen, completely unable to comprehend what was going on. When she finally snapped out of it, she turned on me and started screaming, yelling at me and asking, How could you do this? I never said a word. I just smiled. When the recording stopped, Megamind turned the lights on and everyone was staring at Lilith. Clearly having no defense, she let out a loud cry and stomped up to her room, slamming the door so hard that everyone heard it. The next day, Megamind told me that Nick had apologized for everything, and that he was stupid to so blindly believe everything that she said. He even told me that Nick had thanked me specifically for helping him see what a monster my sister truly was. When my parents came home, both Megamind and I were grounded for ruining Lilith's birthday and for using Matt's stuff without permission. But neither of us cared. Megamind got his best friend back, and a few months later, Lilith moved out, since after seeing the recordings of her behavior, my parents were disgusted by her, and they had absolutely no problems with showing it. Since she no longer had any leverage over anyone in the house, she packed her bags and moved to stay in one of her college dorms. I've never had any problems with my sister since, and to this day, Megamind and I are as close as two siblings can be, and we always laugh about the time that we defeated the demon and saved everyone from her clutches. That was r slash pro revenge, and if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast, because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.